Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. I've got Matt and Michael Gidry on the Zoom call today. Um, last time we recorded, I was sick, so we had the Zoom call. Now Matthew is sick, so we have to Zoom call. So that's just the way um, the season goes right now. Um, I've been, like my son has been sick multiple times. I'm sure y'all, there's people in y'all's families that have been sick recently. It's just going around right now. So, um, I, th- I think it was that LSU defense performance. That yeah, got me sick. yeah. Um, so great segue, Matthew, we're going to talk, yeah, but, um, yeah. brutal, brutal weekend, obviously for the LSU Tigers and the new Orleans saints. Um, we're going to talk about the games, um, Obviously, last week I had to take my iguana to the dentist, so we couldn't record, but I have some notes for just a little bit of cleanup from the Arkansas game, and um, I'm just going to blast through my notes real quick. Some of it bleeds over to Ole Miss. That's why I'm even bringing it up, because at this point, it that game was a million years ago, but um, here we go. Um Holding so there was two times that Arkansas got into the red zone and we held them to three. We basically stopped them, and it was huge stops. Um, one of them they had they were it was like fourth and long or something, and um, they faked a field goal, got the first down, and we still held them. Not being able to hold like bend and not break in that situation is huge because you're finally about to get off the field. They fake the field goal. Your special teams unit lets them get a, a first down, essentially, and you still hold them to three points. That is massive for that defense, and somehow that didn't translate to um, the game on <laughs> Ole Miss, and we'll get to that. Um, Arkansas burning all their timeouts early in the first half was – hilarious I don't know why like that game was neck and neck for a lot of it you know it was fairly close and um I don't know dude Sam Pittman I don't know what he was thinking doing that it was like uh Les Miles was uh, the head coach for Arkansas yeah yeah like yeah Yeah. He, he I think for like years ago he'd been like offered that job like he threatened to go to Arkansas if LSU didn't pay him and Joe Oliva paid him pissing down his pants. So <laughs> yeah. Um, overall, the Arkansas game, it was close. It seems like we always play Arkansas close. Um, so coming out of that game, I felt scared of Old Miss just because they almost beat. It's like they were they played well against Alabama for a lot of their game too. Um, and I knew that Lane Kiffin. He's got some years at that school now, and so going into this game, I was definitely scared. Um, disgusting way to win a game against Arkansas at the very end. I did not like. I felt bad on the inside, but like after a couple days, I convinced myself like, okay, it's always Arkansas. We always play them close, no matter what the the deal is. So, um, and the only other thing, Arkansas has an absolute gauntlet this year so they played after this game with us they had Texas A&M last weekend and then this weekend they're at Ole Miss who is coming off of beating LSU at 700 yards then they go to Alabama then they play Mississippi State which is going to be like a cupcake game and then at Florida 
Like that is brutal for a team that's like because they're probably going to lose to Ole Miss and Alabama. So well, and they Arkansas, just eleven and a half this weekend. That's what the Vegas has given them. I think they cover because, like you said, the gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just brutal. And looking at that, it's like, I don't think they're going to win more than two of those five games. Like they could beat Florida, but Florida's looking better now too. Like it's, I don't know. They got, they got, they lost to Kentucky this week. And I think 35, 14. No, no. Yeah. Kentucky. Kentucky oh, running Florida, back Florida, yeah. like almost 300. Yeah. 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 I, well, so I think the last time somebody ran for almost 300 yards against uh, Kentucky, uh, Florida, uh, 2021, Tyrion Davis-Price ran Dang. for like 289, That's 287. True. That is true. Wow. So that was a wild game. Yeah. Um, he so broke the single-season rushing game record. I feel like Sam Pittman's time at Arkansas, I don't know who else they get. Um, like, I don't know. He's obviously very ingrained into their culture. Um, and it's like, he seems to me like a coach O type of situation where he fits the culture, but also they're not winning games. They're not going to win a lot of those games. So, um, I I just don't know where they go. So I know my wife's family has, my wife has family in, uh, that went to Arkansas, attended Arkansas, a cousin and a husband. And every year he's like, like he thinks Arkansas, like he almost sees Arkansas on the same level as like an LSU or an Alabama. Yeah. Like he thinks they're supposed to win all these games. Yeah. And I don't get it. I don't, I like, I can't wrap my yeah. head around it because Arkansas is, they're, they're, they're essentially Kansas, but with an A instead of a, you know, a K to start off the name. Yeah. Or Kansas. Yeah. 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 Kansas. It, same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I don't know. Well, one thing that helped uh, Sam Pittman his first three years at Arkansas from 2020 to 2022, he had Kendall Bryles as offensive coordinator, who's now the offensive coordinator at TCU, and he had the former Missouri uh, head coach, Barry Odom, who is now the uh, head coach at UNLV as his defensive coordinator. Well, Odom was a defensive coordinator at Arkansas, and then he left and went to go to UNLV to be their head coach. So, Was he at Missouri? Yeah, he was the head coach. Okay. I think. He be, he he became uh Barry Odom became head coach after Gary Pinkle retired. But um, yeah, I mean it's, it's like I think Sam Pittman was great because he knew how to hire great coaches. Now uh, he seems like a good recruiter too. The whole yes sir thing was yeah big when everybody when, saying no sir yeah yeah. I mean, yeah. but on, honestly, eight and four. For Arkansas, I feel like that that should be what they aim for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Every every year, I mean, eight wins keeps you over there. Yeah, yeah. Like it, you're so, eight wins in SEC is really great, and that goes back to us beating Arkansas a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah, I didn't feel great because there was you could tell LSU had flaws in that game uh, in a couple departments, but a win in the SEC at the end of the day in December, when you look at the schedule, it's like, oh, they they won that game. You right. know, like there's no question marks. There. Yeah, yeah. I yep. mean, uh, um, Kirby Smart says every SEC team should be ranked. Should be ranked. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It says <laughs> yeah. I saw that, yeah. Vanderbilt should not be Smart ranked. Of his opinion. Yeah, Mississippi State and Vanderbilt should not be ranked. But everybody else. What's interesting but, yeah. for Arkansas especially is um, when the Texas and Oklahoma come to the SEC, 
it's going to be very interesting how those bottom teams, and I say bottom, we're going to an undefeated 5-0 Missouri, so I say bottom now, and we're going to end up getting beat. But those bottom teams like Missouri and Vanderbilt um, and Mississippi State right now, it's going to be interesting what what happens to them if they, if they end up peeling off, going to you know a different – because like if they – go to the Sun Belt or something, they would destroy those teams. You know, it's it's so I don't know. And I get probably size of the school matters and all that too, but it'll be interesting could, uh, for sure. Vanderbilt could Vanderbilt could, Vanderbilt could probably go out to the Big Twelve or something and actually yeah. play good a bit with like I would say ACC, but I was gonna say ACC too. No. Yeah. So last time we went through this in the SEC uh, it was Missouri and A&M, right? And everybody thought, oh, A&M, you know, they were mediocre in the Big 12, but they thought they'd be the better of the two schools coming in. And then Missouri ends up going to the SC Championship two years in a row. Yeah. yeah. First two, year, two, two years or two out of three years that it was in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And, if, they, if they beat Auburn, and, and Auburn had just come off the uh, kick six, they beat Auburn in the SEC Championship. Missouri plays for a national championship against Florida State. Yeah. See, crazy world. Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah, well, the the craziest thing was 2012, Auburn and Missouri were the worst teams in their division. A year later, they're both playing for the SEC title. I think think, think 2013 is one of the weirdest years we ever had in in the SEC because we beat Auburn. Very weird year for LSU, from defense to offense, quarterbacks. Like it was, it was a lot of moving pieces. Yeah, and Texas Uh, might be the best team in football right now. I think they should be number one with the wins that they have right now. They are very good. (laughs) So wait, who? Wait, Texas. Texas. Oh, Texas is number one. So I think um, Bama back before this transfer portal, right? Bama could like hold these five stars all in their roster, and I feel like Texas almost has an Alabama type roster yeah. from five years ago. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these kids, are, like you know, three or four of them would be at Alabama or Georgia or wherever. But no, they're they're, they're getting a chance to start transfer portal, and they're showing out. Bingo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, and this is more big picture, like how Nick Saban and uh, coach like Dabo adapt to players not wanting to ride the bench for two or three years when they can go to a TCU or a Missouri or somewhere that, you know, has boosters and can, they can make money and actually start. Um, yeah, for sure. And that's, I don't know. I've, I've heard it a lot on Twitter. I'm not, that's not an original take by Berg or anything, but, um, yeah, it's definitely very, very interesting. Um, I guess from that, and we'll get into Missouri because I want to preview that game. Let's talk about Ole Miss for a little bit. Um, <laughs> we can be as brief hey, as possible. As a LSU fan, absolutely horrible. Felt like a roller coaster. I never want to go on again. Yeah, yeah, dude. As a college football fan, I if this would have been Texas, Oklahoma, or you know, in any other two schools on earth. I would have loved watching that football game. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And you oh, yeah. you felt it like on social media and like on Reddit, college football Reddit, it's everybody was like that was an insane roller coaster like you said. It's like that was one of the best games of the last 5 years 
But if you're in, if you're an Ole Miss fan or if you're an LSU fan, you hated that game because it went back and forth so many times. There was a point where yeah. Ole Miss was definitely going to lose, and then they came back. Like it was, yeah, chaos. Did you have something, Matt? Can you hear Matthew? No, I'll just, I was looking at the schedule for Missouri, actually. Oh. oh, well, so the Ole Miss game, they're going to be talking bad. about that 10, 15, 20 years from now in Oxford. Yeah. Oh, I remember, you know, when we beat LSU, that was Lane Kiffin's first big one, you know? This yeah. is, and, this yeah. is a, a point I, I wanted to make. It's so interesting how this – and everybody said it before the game, like all the podcasts that I listened to said it before the game and after the game that this was Lane Kiffin's marquee win. And this is like a down year for LSU football. Like all the LSU yeah. fans are like, yeah. this is a yeah. terrible team. So fire the coach. We're, we're going national title. We, we, you know, we, we're going championship this Ole year. Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State. I feel like Every year, those three schools always look at LSU like it's some type of Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, if we can beat LSU, we're really good. Yeah. Like they yeah. prove something to themselves, you yeah. know? Yeah. And we and don't look barely, at them like that. And they barely won the game, too. Like, if that if the two penalties don't happen at the very end, and the I don't even know who was Chris, in the end zone, Chris. Chris Hilton. Yeah, if he catches Chris that Hilton ball, catches, he, well, he could have that ball. It's he over. Ball. Well, yeah. I thought an egregious non-call, like, I know they called a lot against Ole Miss because Ole Miss messed up a lot. And LSU, there were some Will Campbell false start penalties, which is like the only thing the guy does wrong. Yeah. Um, I, I hated kind of one that it was the second to last drive for LSU. It was, I think, third and eight or third and seven. And we do this rollout pass, and, and Daniels goes towards the sideline. And then there's yeah. only one real option it's Malik Neighbors, and he blatantly gets pushed out of bounds. Yeah, and they didn't yeah. call PI on it. And it's it, to me, it was the clearest, most PI of the game. I know their officials didn't want to like have the game in their pocket, but come on, you got to make that call. You got to yeah. make that call. That's you got to make that call at that time. Yeah, and then Daniel blown call has to get rid of. That's the only mistake I felt like he made all game was not getting rid of the ball and just throwing it away. Yeah, he took a little right. loss. Like it, it means a whole lot, but the guy just wants to make a play. Yeah, right. Especially in that kind of situation too, where you at that moment you too. need to I mean, right such a high pressure situation. I just found it crazy that there was not another guy on that same side of the field that he's rolling that hard out to that he could have thrown it to. There was one guy kind of lagging a little bit behind, but he was the only one like you know running straight in his like eye line. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, but I, overall, I mean, go ahead, Matt. I didn't like at first. I, I didn't like the play called at Diggs, where he uh, ran oh, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who, why he are was, you going to running back on third and twenty or whatever? Yeah, 20, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't understand that play call. I mean, like the game was called so great. The didn't Mike Denbrock called an incredible game. New in, in the last world. minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the throw, now the throw at the end. I mean, I, I kind of put that on Chris Holden. He could have called that pass. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, it was a laser, but there was yeah. a few. There was multiple that I was like at the end too. Like he hit him in the hands. It wasn't just that he's one. An, there was right in the hands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a kid, but he's also an SEC receiver. Right. Right. Oh yeah. And Brian Kelly today made a good point about the defensive players. Like they something about they were talking about man coverage. I don't know, remember exactly what the question was, but. He was like, "That's your guy. This is why you're on scholarship at LSU. Like Ooh. you are." And I don't want to 
go in too hard on Chris Hilton or the offense because they really did great all game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't even Chris Hilton's biggest drop. His biggest drop was LSU's first drive. They threw a deep ball in the first half, and it was the best bossing Jaden Daniels throw in his entire career at LSU. He had yeah. he had Hilton yeah. step. Usually they're a little underthrown, and Hilton missed that one. And and if he catches that, that means LSU's up. Not by eleven, they're up by eighteen. Yeah, right. The the right. Yeah. And that kills Lane Kiffin has trouble motivating teams sometimes. You saw it on the sideline at the very end too. I was gonna bring it up how he looked defeated when they I think we got a fourth down stop or something like that. He looked it, it was, miserable because <laughs> he knows how those games go and he knows how hard right. it is to beat us most years. So Yeah. Yeah. Hey, who well, in the group chat sent the Sent the the Lane Kiffin, Brian Kelly corn dog meme. Oh, I think that was uh, uh, Gunner. So I sent that to all my friends, and they all were like, "Stop! Don't send it! <laughs> don't don't send it! Unsend!" And yeah, I was yeah. like, "No! Like we got this! Like I believe." And then I said, "Oh man, that was great, great, great meme." Yeah. Um, Too early. Though. Will Campbell was the highest graded offensive lineman in college football this weekend. Um, we are wasting Jaden Daniels' senior year with this defense, and um, it just sucks because, like, we played – we have a championship-caliber offense and a terrible defense, and Brian Kelly well, – this is big picture. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about as far as, like, the rest of the year, but – he was saying we were playing experience, inexperienced players, inexperienced young players. These are the guys that we have to play for us. Nobody else is walking through the door. Got to keep working and developing. And uh, you can go through the list of who's on that defense. Junior, junior, senior, senior, junior, sophomore, sophomore, junior, 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 junior. And like me and Matt were talking about before we even started recording, um, our freshmen are the some of the best players on the on the defense. So, like, I don't know what the deal is. I, for some reason, I have Matt House's salary for he's getting paid like two million dollars a year. I don't know why I wrote that in my notes because probably I was just pissed off after that game. But something's well, got to change. Two million after that, it, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost, he kind of almost deserves to be fired. To be honest with you, that I mean, seven hundred and twelve yards is absolutely unacceptable unbelievable I, I know that lsu you know right now i think the secondary is under construction but when you give up that many yard when you give up that many yards it is all on defense yeah i mean so some, some, wait, what? 7 12 give up that and you're still in the game is what's really crazy that's yeah, yeah. that's insane that was like uh we're oh, oh well what go ahead matt we played in missouri in 2020 and like that game was back and forth too the problem was we couldn't get in the fucking end zone. Yeah. Miles Brennan, uh, yeah, it went four downs, and that's how yeah. we lost. So yeah, LSU thought- LSU is now 95-2 and two all time when scoring 49 or more points. The only other loss was the seven-overtime game against Texas A&M that we won multiple times, but the refs yeah. just, yeah. you know – but yeah, yeah, 95, uh, 95 and two quarterback, but his knee was down. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, like you said, Michael, scoring that many points and still losing, um, and uh, 
allowing that many yards and still being in the game is unbelievable. <laughs> so, yeah. My hope for the rest of the season is for LSU to win enough. I, I don't want to say win out because I don't know if that's likely, but I want them to win enough, you know, nine and three, eight and four, ten and two, just for Jane Daniels to get an invite to the Heisman presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah. them to play for that because that hey, everybody at the beginning of the season, oh, Jane Daniels this, Jane Daniels that. Jane Daniels ain't the problem. Mm-mm. He's not, and he's, he's still he's still playing at the caliber that we expected him to play too. That's what's crazy. Like we're, he's yes, still he's operating, right? Exactly. Yeah, um, I, mean, I have in my notes that this team right now that we fielded is getting crushed by Alabama coming like coming off of a bye week. You give Nick Saban two weeks to dissect that defense, we're going to be in bad shape. So. Um, and my, I also have best case scenarios, the new year six bowl. We're not dead in the sec West, but I mean, we can't lose another game. I don't think to, we need to hope for a lot of teams to have two losses or yeah. at least one loss. SEC yeah. can't kind of catapult. And this is a, a beatable a Alabama team for sure. Honestly, we're, I, th- I think, uh, I'm pretty sure we're favored to win every other game. This season, except for Alabama, yeah, I saw I saw some on Twitter, Twitter the other day, and, and I think uh, I think we're like a, we're like a six and a half point favorite against Missouri. Yeah, I wouldn't I mean, be surprised so- if if we take care of business for the rest of the because we have like Army coming up, Florida. I think we'll beat them. I could see us being favored by like two or three points when by the time we get to Alabama because this is a weaker Nick Saban Alabama team, so. Um, well, it's it's Jalen Milrow running all over the place. So right. Yeah. You got to be able I think to contain LSU, him. They'll be in every game. The offense will score with anyone. Exactly. It doesn't matter yeah. how good their defense is. Like yeah. it, it could be Ohio State or Georgia. I, I don't care who it is. Like they're going to score. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're gonna if we're gonna score at least thirty five every game. So take the over on points of yeah. thirty five every game. And I I just don't know if we can hold people to under thirty five again. Right. This, yeah. The, the the one the one thing that was pissing me off though, there were I think Ole Miss was like one of the worst teams on third down conversions. They converted nine out of sixteen third downs, and they mm. converted two out of three four downs, which is to me it's like my third 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 and fifteen might as well just be a first down now. Yeah, for all, our defense. And I'm sure y'all have seen the. It's been going all around the internet since the game, but the the screenshots of our defensive line playing like. Almost three yards off the line of scrimmage, that has got to change. They're, like, what yeah, are we doing? Linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Second level, third level, and a fourth level out yeah. there. They yeah, they don't even have a first level. Yeah, that's. I mean, at this point, this will be coming out on Friday. So whoever's listening, I'm sure has seen that picture. But that was ridiculous. What do y'all think? So, like, we've seen some of the comments that these old LSU football players have made on defense, like Jai Eugene and those, and all these people talking about these defenses. I want to know what like players from like 02 to like 2012 are saying in their in their group text about this defense because yeah. yeah. what they've said out in public's been kind of nice, honestly. I was telling well, it, the, it, it, it is refreshing. I was telling like the guys, a, uh, Tyron Matthew needs to quit. He needs to retire and come coach our secondary. That's the solution because he's such a good motivator. I don't know if mm-hmm. it'll. I don't know if it'll ever happen. He might have. He played. 
most of his NFL career outside of Louisiana, so he might have ties elsewhere. Yeah. But um, that would be the the my my solution as far as like bringing in older guys that can motivate um, this defense. That's who I would pick. So well, the, the, so everybody was under, and I mean, I do think Brian Kelly did deserve a lot of the blame for a Saturday, for Saturday's loss. But like everybody's like, do something, fix it. Well, Sunday night, <clears throat> he goes and hires a legendary defensive yeah. line coach, Pete Jenkins, as an analyst. Now, Pete Jenkins, he's 82 years old, but I mean, he's he's arguably the greatest defensive line coach of all time. He's coached at LSU on three different stints from 1980 to 1990. And then when Nick Saban arrived in 2001, first coach he hired was Pete Jenkins because Pete Jenkins knew how to recruit Louisiana. And then Ed Ogeron calls him and brings him back. So I think that – I think – I mean, I don't know. But does, is it going to help? I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, at least it's at least he's he's done something he's about it. He's changing something, he right? Did, he, Ed Ogeron he would not his, make that move. But what? Ed Ogeron would not make that move. Like, he would just be Cut like, oh, we've got to get, gotta get better. Or frozen. Oh, really? How about now? How about now, Matt? What? Are we back? Yeah, we're back now. Okay. Yeah, what I was saying is Ed Ogeron, Ed Ogeron would not make that move. He would just keep plugging along and Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at I mean, least he's changing something. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it, he's just working as an analyst, but you also have to think about this. The defensive line coach at LSU hired Jimmy Lindsay from South Carolina got sick. You know, that's just life. It sucks, yeah. but he got sick. And, um, you know, the new coach, John uh, Jancic, has coached with Brian Kelly for many years, but all of a sudden he goes from coaching special teams to moving a defensive line coach, and then Bob Diaco coaches special teams. So it's just it's a lot more learning. And the, the thing about the defensive line position for LSU to me is just it, it's it's been a rotating door at that coaching position for seven years. Yeah. I think you've had like eight new demons line coaches in that time. You go from Ed Ogeron to um you don't, Kaley, have to, Ed you Ogeron, don't have to Okay. Uh Pete Jenkins, Dennis Johnson, Bill Johnson, uh Andre Carter, Jamar Kane, and uh Jimmy Lindsay and now John Jancic. Yeah. So it's like and then and that's that's what sucks too is because like the number one demons lineman what's up, T Tom? <laughs> Special guest. Special guest. T Tom. Friend of the, the show. show. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Hell yeah. yeah there we man. go. <laughs> so um but what sucks is that so Texas A and M's getting the number one defensive line defensive lineman out of the state of Louisiana. Uh Dominic McKinley. He's going to Texas. Uh Texas A and M. The second best defensive lineman, Melvin Hillis, is going to Texas. They're going to Texas and Texas A&M not because of money. They're going because their coaches have been their coaches, position coaches have been in have coached in Louisiana, have played for LSU. They've been there, yeah. So they've been making building relationships with these guys for the past three years, yeah. And the the problem for us is, look. We're going outside of the state a lot to get players. You know, we're not, we're only giving, we're giving these kids like offers when they're seniors because we missed out on a guy 
from Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Like missing the Keon Coleman type, huh, Matthew? Yeah. Yeah, the Keon Coleman. But all but Florida State also has a really good NIL collective. Like Florida State, Texas, AM, USC, Miami, they're all good because the, and the Catholic High, the Catholic High coach just went to yeah. uh, but somebody um, said something about post? he got he got somebody Dan I don't Fertitta. know if it was I don't know if it was Balcony Bengals or somebody, but they said that he got caught recruiting or something. He got caught doing something, so he left that he had school. Some violations. Yeah, he's yeah. cheating, recruiting. What were you gonna say, Michael? He so he made this post, and it's the state of Louisiana outline. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. like. Uh, eight people or so from Louisiana that's on Florida State's team, and the caption is "Boot Boys." Yeah, yeah. And it, like, I, I get that they're Florida State; they're a good team. Like, they should maybe have three players from Louisiana with team total. But any, if you have over five players from the state of Louisiana, and you're not a state that touches our state, then that's just plain ridiculous. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. well, some of the guys they got from from the portal too, but yeah, I, I blame I blame Ogeron for not getting Keon Coleman, but um, but that was like Alabama for like years. Alabama would completely just dominate the state of Louisiana, and now they Especially have they don't have North a, Louisiana. Yeah, Cam Robinson, Cam Robinson, and Slade uh, Slade Bolden. What, yeah, he, he was the West Monroe quarterback. Now he's a wide receiver. Uh, Kendrick Law. He's a wide receiver out of a uh, Captain Shreve uh, High School, but he's not with Alabama. Um, the tight end from uh, from New Iberia, from Westgate. Uh, yeah, Danny, Danny Lewis, the, the one that Brian yeah. Kelly was dancing with. Yeah, supposedly the NCAA like Which, passed a rule yeah. that you can't like coaches can no longer dance with players. In the <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like they Brian can't Kelly. they can't uh, let them because all the teams do it. They let their high school kids dress up in their uniforms before they're even graduated high school. It's like what I've always been yeah. confused about that. That the first time I saw that, I was like, he's not even on the team yet. Why is he wearing our Jersey? You know what I mean? Like that's just, yeah. yeah. It's stupid. a see yourself here kind of thing. It's yeah. almost like a, a, Oh, I'm sure it's a, a great, right. I'm sure it's a great recruiting tactic for sure. But you see that, and then the guys end up going somewhere else. So it's like, what? I don't know. Um, should LSU fans I, I, go? You're big earn your stripes kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, I don't know. It's 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 an old man yelling at the clouds thing. I'm sure. I'm sure the younger guys are like, no man, that's cool. Yeah. Um, should LSU fans be worried about Brian Kelly? You mean the guy that took us to the SEC championship in his first year? No. But, you know, that's a question that a lot of people are – a lot of casual LSU fans are asking right now is, does Brian Kelly need to go? And I think the – Another big thing, Berg, just off the side, our defensive team captain has a brain – a cancerous brain tumor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Greg Brooks, yeah. That's How much crazy. does that affect the team? You know what yeah. I mean? yeah. I, Especially the defensive side of the football, he he's your captain on that side of the ball, and he has a a, a a rare type of brain cancer that's mostly found in in pediatric, met you know younger yeah. kids, 
And this yeah. guy thinks he's going to NFL in the spring, but he has a brain. Like, it, it's very sad praying for him, obviously. But the yeah. mentality that that does to the rest of the guys, right when that news broke, how could you think about football for that first day or two or whatever? And I think every little day in the Nick Saban world kind of things is a building block, right? So if you're not thinking about football for a couple of days, well, you went back two days. These people went up two days. So they're already ahead of you by half a week. Yeah. Maybe a full week. Yeah. That's true. I that didn't is, even yeah, consider that. And like, it would make a huge difference if Greg Brooks was playing too, because he's, he's a guy a good that player. <laughs> I look at him like like a honey bachelor, him like a deep like yeah, a guy could be yeah. a part of DBU. But yeah, it's just it's just sad. It's unfortunate. Pray, hope he gets okay. Hope he's okay. Uh, I did read that they removed the tumor, and that there's no uh, the cancer never spread. So praise God. But um, he has to like go through a lot of um, a lot of rehab. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- that was just something that I kept seeing on podcasts and stuff is should LSU be worried about Brian Kelly? And a point I made to some buddies the other day, too, was like, he almost, Brian Kelly almost screwed himself by going to the SEC championship in year one because. He set the expectations so high that casual, like we watch every game, we know who the recruits are, the transfer portal, we're following it all year. But the people that just watch the games and are just casual fans are going to be like, if we're not in the playoffs and this season is a bust, it's a failure of a season. But what you got, he, Matt? He is a he is a victim of his <laughs> own success. Yeah. Which, yeah. and I think that losing this week, honestly, it's kind of refreshing because. If you watch his press conference, he's he's like the they're asking a lot of questions. He's like, whoa, whoa, like this is this is a lot different. I mean, I think now he realizes. Oh, you they they asked him about like coach, where you have time to do something. He's like, I don't have time. That I don't have time. We got to fix this thing now. Yeah, I mean, he's got twelve. He's got ten years. Ten years. But, yeah. You know, I think we'll see a different. I mean, I, honestly, I think we'll see a different team on Saturday. So he but, said. He said. But, uh, but you, 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 wait, what? He said, we're not canceling the season, guys. We're still going to play the rest yeah. of the season. So, yeah. I mean, that just – that illustrate because a lot of people – you talk to a lot of people that don't cover it like we do, and they're like, oh, well, two losses, which we're in the same position that we were last year, but two losses, we're done, you know, and that just – Only is, one week sooner too, Berg. It's only off by one week yeah. for two yeah. losses. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I think another point that I had was next year we're going to have a 12-team playoff, and for better or for worse, I think we can expect to be in the playoff almost every year with that level of – with that amount of teams in there. Um, I don't see us – especially like in year three of him putting his program together. Oh, another point that yeah. I had, Brian Kelly's record at Notre Dame – his first year was eight and five. His second year was eight and five. The third year, year three, 2012, they were 12 and one. And that one loss yeah. was the BCS championship game. Damn it. That's, yeah. that but is in, year, incredible. The, us starting out so heavy ended is the only thing that scares me about next year with the USC uh, trash week, UCLA. Not like I'm super scared of the West Coast teams, but they're not, they're, they're nothing to sneeze at, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. No, they're definitely like back, back then we would have just walked we would have just looked at that game, so we're gonna win that game. Right. 
Yeah. No, the same in the same elite, way they're, they're elite again. When we scheduled yeah, and, and that's the portal, Matthew. Right. Yeah. Portal and, and Lincoln Riley too. But when we scheduled FSU back in two thousand fifteen or whatever, we were not expecting them to be this good. You know what I mean? Like they no. could win the ACC and be in the playoff. There's a shot for that. So it's like when we scheduled them, we were not expecting them to be that good. But well, well, think about this. Brian Kelly's first season as head coach, we're playing Florida State. Mike Norvell has had like back. He didn't have, I think he had like, I'm not sure if he like went six and seven or something, but he was on the chopping block. You know, he had to win that game or he loses his job. You know, yeah. he's, he's out and, you know, they win that game and they go on. They have a lot of success and he's back as head coach. They got more players in there. They, I mean, honestly, truthfully, like I looked at that game, that, that's going to be the toughest opponent we're going to play all season. I think Florida State, they're good. the best team in our schedule. Yeah, I think they can beat anybody in the country, and they showed. Yeah. And all the you know, I had a bunch of people freaking out. They're like, "Well, we just suck. We're not going to." I'm like, well, "Yes, yeah, we're not there yet. We've been two years under Brian Kelly, where you know he came to that program and you had 39 scholarship players. Yeah, the whole entire staff department. I mean, you had to blow it all up. And you know, yeah, you beat Alabama. You go to the SEC championship your first year." But you're still rebuilding. DBU right now is not DBU. Everyone's like wondering when's it going to come back. I'm like, it's going to come back. They have, a, have that graphic. We have. Go ahead. We have six, I think six defensive backs committed in 2024. Yeah, you have four guys from Louisiana. You got one guy from Tennessee. You got one guy from Florida. It's going to come back, and it's probably going to come back next year. Yeah. And I pray that Matt House is not around to orchestrate that. You want to you want to burn down the house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Um, burn down the house. Anything else for LSU, Ole Miss? We can preview um, Missouri if y'all yeah. want to. All, all I want to say is, man, like I could not criticize our offense this game. This no. was. It it, it kind of takes you back to the good old days, yeah, but yeah. defensively you got to fix something. Yeah, I mean you you played everybody. You know you know what you have. It is what it is. I think that we have, you know, we're one seventeen the nation total defense. But I'll, I'll tell you this: fifty out of the hundred teams ranked right now would probably die to have a Harold Perkins. Would probably die to have a Mason Smith. You know, yeah. West Weeks. Weeks. I mean, they would yeah, want yeah, those West guys Weeks. big time. Yeah. So I know we we can play. We just the the only defensive back I think that had somewhat of a mediocre game is Andre Sam, and oh, he missed yeah. a lot of tackles. But he he's the only guy I can say that I feel like was on the defense on the back end that even looked like he tried. He had oh, he nine tackles, that, nine he, tackles, and five assists. When, when, he led the defense. Yeah. When, Jackson Dart hurtled over him. Yeah, that run. I just yeah. said that in the and the Jaden Daniels just hit that fumble. I just said, yeah. but he was being held up. That's a Jaden Daniels when he gets in trouble. It's when he's just trying to make a play because because he usually does. Yeah. yeah, and he takes hits still. Like he the way he leaves his feet sometimes. Like you're such a skinny guy to be just like leaving your feet like that. But, but what you got, Matt? But I will tell you this about Jaden Daniels. I'm going to curse it here too. Jaden Daniels is one tough motherfucker. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
He yeah. is tough as nails. Yeah. That guy, like, I, I, I couldn't get up from that. I'd, I'd be carried out on a stretcher. Yeah, man. No, for sure. And the, he bailed him out. He bailed the defense out a few times. The The kicker was uh, Lane Kiffin. At the, in, in, oh. No, no, the just for that game. At the in in his post game press conference, Lane Kiffin said we just scored more points, and that's how it went. Like the way yeah. both defenses played was very bad. Um, so well, well, think about think about if Ole Miss loses that game, Ole Miss fans are chanting "Fire uh, Pete Golding." Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. they probably still but, are. It's crazy that their defense. It's and he made this point in his press conference how they had seven hundred over seven hundred yards and didn't give up a sack. That's pretty incredible that we did not get to because he the quarterback yeah historically has not been like he's been pretty sackable especially last year. So um, yeah, that was Crazy. yeah we we have to we have to get after the quarterback and um. Our front seven has to play the best game of the year. Yeah. Because yeah. our corners are not going to be able to cover Luther Burden. Luther Burden and, and uh, Luther Burden and Malik Neighbors, the top wide receivers right now in college football. And yeah. Yardage. So Luther Burden, let's, that's a perfect segue. That's Missouri's yes. all star wide receiver. Um, and like you just said, Matt, we have these two teams have the best, <laughs> two of the best offenses um, going right now. So, um. Yeah, man, this is gonna be our defense has got to get their stuff together because the Missouri Tigers are five and zero. Um, they haven't played like you're looking at. I'm looking at their schedule right now. They had South Dakota, Middle yeah. Tennessee, Kansas State, Memphis, Vanderbilt may have been their toughest opponent, and a lot of these oh. are close games too. But go ahead. Van- Vanderbilt took them to the barn shed. Yeah, they they don't they don't I mean. Their best win of the year actually is Kansas State, and the fans rushed the field for that. And then they went to play; they went and played Memphis in uh, St. Louis in the uh, Edward Jones Dome. So, yeah, I mean they haven't beaten anybody, but they're they're about to go through a gauntlet too. They got to play at Georgia, and then yeah. they got to play at Kentucky too. So, and they got to play us. Who? Us. They got to play us. Oh, and us, and us. They got to play us. I mean, we're <laughs> yeah. we're we're literally like. On pins and eels right now, we were favored going into this game. No, yeah. no, but the offense is a, is a juggernaut, though. You know, yes. our, that defensive coach for Missouri is not having a. Uh, it's not a fun week for him. Like it's not an no. easy week. Well, their uh, defensive coordinator, uh, Blake Baker, uh, twenty twenty one, LSU linebacker coach. Dang, and was on hired away from Miami. Made Demond Clark an All American. Brian Kelly doesn't retain him, gets Matt House instead, and then he goes to Missouri. But everything about Matt House when he was hired, he had the, the co-sign of Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people co-signed for Matt House. And last year, hey, at the beginning of the season, the defense was great with a lot of transfers. Uh, like, we don't beat Mississippi State with that without Matt House or Ole Miss. He shut out Ole Miss for a whole entire half football last year, which is absolutely insane to think about after this past weekend. Yeah. yeah. God, that's uh, but that is crazy. Like, I don't know if it's Matt House or 
what it is. And yeah. I, I think it's crazy that LSU doesn't have athletes or top quality athletes at the defensive back position like they used to. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's a question mark, and it's it's been my headache all week. Well, yeah, it, a, but it's like too, for though. the past two years we've gone through the portal. When Brian Kelly first got okay, in here, go Tigers. every defensive back, Dwight McLaughlin. Here, say it into the microphone. Oh, say, yeah. go Tigers. Say, it, Phil. <laughs> say, go Tigers. <laughs> LSU. Right. Say, go Tigers. I've been trying to get Philip to say, go Tigers, for days, and he finally got up to the microphone and crumbled under pressure, so... Uh, what were we talking about? <clears throat> the offense? Yeah. Missouri's offense? Or, or, oh, no, you were talking about no, the no. coaches. Defense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew, you'll know this guy's name. Who is the five-star receiver that's going to be at the game for Missouri? He wants to go to Missouri. It's out of Missouri A&M in Texas. I think once he sees our offense, LSU will get its hat thrown in the ring. Uh. This uh, this kid's supposed to be all world. Everyone's so happy because he's from Missouri, or he might even be from Arkansas. He's from one of those two states. They're pretty much the same thing to me. But I, I think he's from Missouri. He's from Missouri. I was about to say, why would he be well, going to Missouri's got two like freaking? <clears throat> they had two really good five stars in their state right now. Yeah. Oh, Williams, Williams, Nawarney, Wainery. It's N W. A N E R I. He's from Lee Summit, Missouri. No, Lee Summit, Missouri. Played high school football at Lee Summit North. He's a Missouri commit. Hey, don't don't we have a, a guy on our staff? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's an edge rusher. He's an edge rusher. He's not a uh, he's not a uh, wide receiver. Damn it, my bad. I want to know who this receiver is. It's his five. I think he might be from the state of Arkansas. I'm thinking uh, it, it may be Drake London. <laughs> Uh, isn't that a current player, or like? Oh yeah, that is a current player. Yeah, actually. yeah. Uh, While y'all are looking that up, Ryan, hey, 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 Ryan Wingo. Okay, so Ryan Wingo's he goes to St. Louis University in high school in St. Louis, Missouri. He's a four-star receiver that has Texas and Missouri as his top schools. There you go. He's a, he's a forty-eight point four percent to go to the Longhorns. He's 29.7 to go to Texas, to Missouri, 11.9 Tennessee, and he's 1% to go to LSU. Oh, well, is his brother Arwingo or cousin? Or Yeah. Because oh, wait, wait, wait. he went to Missouri, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Makai mm. Wingo went to um, – That's where that 1% comes from. Wait, what? I'm saying that's where that one percent comes from—the familial ties. So Makai Wingo went to uh, Desmet High School, Desmet Jesuit High School in Crevecourt, Missouri. I guess it's near St. Louis. His head coach at that at that uh, school, at high school, is our cornerbacks coach Robert Steeples. Dang, huh? So, so yes, yeah, so Steeples played in Missouri too. He just has to coach better in Missouri. Uh. Yeah, I don't, Michael. I don't see anywhere if, if he is his brother or not. They're both from St. Louis, so maybe they're cousins or something. I don't know, but yeah, interesting. Um, that maybe would be a huge a... get for us. I, although I, I don't think LSU is going to get another receiver in this class. 
they already have Kylan Beliot from uh, South Terrebonne. They have Michael Turner from uh, John Curtis. They have a receiver from Georgia and another wide receiver from Texas. So okay. I think I think, but stacked run. Yep. Um, speaking of just what Eli Drinkwitz has done with this team, I mean, I don't. The thing is, they still haven't started SEC play yet, so we'll see. Um, but he's gone five and five, six and seven, six and seven, and now they're starting off five and zero. Oh. Um, like I said, and we've you know we've just touched on it how they have a and a gauntlet to go through. Um, but I hey, can see him beating it, Kentucky. Some of these teams are beatable. South Carolina, Florida, you know. Go ahead. It takes time to build a program, Bird. Absolutely, it takes time to build a program. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, that's. What he's done with a like nobody thinks of Missouri and he's putting them on the map for the SEC. Like this is a game last year that we would have gone into being like, oh yeah, they're Missouri, whatever. And now it's like, oh Christ, this is our defense going to be able to contain them? So I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be cold, and it's like I, I just I, I think I just five or something, right, Matthew? Yeah, no, like colder, yeah, like thirties, yeah, yeah. So. That's why I'm saying, like, and that was the know, Arkansas we played, game we played, last we year. Arkansas last year when it was 34 degrees, but at the at the same time, we didn't have the same offense that we had have right now. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah. know why we're playing. We should be Missouri should be playing in Baton Rouge, not yeah. in Columbia right now. Yeah, it, you like, know, I, I love Drinkowitz. He has great sound bites. He, I think, he's a great coach for the SEC. Um, like a good, co- you know, he fits the mold. Yeah. Um, and the Missouri game in my heart and mind will always be, if we could be playing 50 years from now, it will always be a Miles Brennan revenge game to me. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like that one that got away. And honestly, I feel like if we somehow beat Missouri that year with all the chaos that was in that program at the time, I think we somehow find a way. And Edo keeps his job. Brian Kelly doesn't come here. There's a lot of things I don't think fall right away. It might happen later on. Yeah. But I don't think it, it falls apart as quickly as it does. Right. That was one of right. the one of the straws that ended up breaking the camel's back for sure. One of the signs that was like, Oh God, what's going on? So We lost to Missouri? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, yeah. I, I dude, we first were, game, we were, Mississippi State. So that was when the hurricane hit. The game was supposed to be in Baton I remember Rouge, that. But yeah. they moved it to Columbia. Uh we were me and Kelsey and I was with our family in Bozier City. And we were come. They wanted to leave the same time the game came on. So I'm just like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. So I put the. I, I didn't even watch. I just listened to it on the radio. So I'm not even like. I didn't realize at one point Missouri like came back and like almost like it was beating us. And then like, I started like after they lost, we had just gotten Lafayette and we just failed to convert on fourth down. I was freaking out in the truck. Kelsey's like, Matthew, what's what are you doing? What's wrong?" I'm like. LSU just lost to Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. that's funny that you remember where you were at. <laughs> I was at the boot. In the Heights in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Shout out the boot. Go eat there if you're in Houston. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're. I was at my uncle's house. That's like right down the road from that place. So that's where I was watching that game. Is uh, my wife Katie's cousin's restaurant. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. So go to the boot. Yeah. That's like right near downtown. From Eunice. So, you know. 
Yeah, it's a big that they have an LSU. St- I've never been in there, but I know like I've seen it a hundred times. So it's yeah. mostly outdoor seating with outdoor TVs, and there's like a pavilion. It's mainly crawfish season, LSU yeah. games, Saints games. That's what you go for the boot for. Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 heard, I've never eaten. I've never eaten the boot. I've heard of it, Big Tom. Yeah, we were like, like pictures. And stuff. That's so funny. Tell your sister go, Matthew. I know they live in Houston. Yeah, yeah. We, we, it's we, right we, near. We were downtown. just there this weekend, and. uh we went to this one bar. It, it's called like EZ's or something. Like it's like a bar like in downtown, like bad part of Houston. But I was like, man, this is like a really nice bar. I got like ordered two. They have like the best hot dogs I've ever eaten in my life. Ordered two, huh? Better than a lucky dog. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna say that probably. <laughs> I think it's better than a lucky dog. Damn, brutal. But um. So I ordered I ordered two hot dogs that night, and I went to the bathroom. I don't know they were gonna bring it out to me. I come back, trays are empty. Everybody's like looking. Oh, hey, what's up, Matt? I'm like, where are my hot dogs hey, at? My and hot like, dog. Kelsey's like cleaning up her mouth. I'm like, so Allison's other new boyfriend was like, hey, look, I'm gonna go get you. I'll get you some. So he gets me another hot dog. I take one bite out of the hot dog. This rant, one of Julie's like friends comes up to me. And she's come, she wants to talk about Garrett Nussmeyer and Jaden Daniels and why Nussmeyer should be starting. Her boyfriend comes, does the same thing to me. They're talking Get to me for about 30 minutes. I eat one bite out of my hot dog, and these people are talking to me about Garrett Nussmeyer and about fucking Jaden Daniels. I'm just like, I want to eat my hot dog. Yeah. I'm hammered. I want to eat. I'm mad. I'm, I'm hangry. Yeah, man. How is that conversation not over yet? <laughs> I know. That's really. what I'm saying. It's, it's even it's the casual LSU fans. It's the old LSU, the old LSU fans that are like, you know, I like I like um, Jaden Daniels, but there's just something about that Garrett Nussmeyer kid that I love. That's stolen. St- that's a stolen joke, Matthew. I know exactly. I'm just joking. Preston yeah. guy had a great had a great the quote old, tweet. The, the old the old man. Yeah, Stavros. Good Stavros joke. Uh. Preston Guy had a good quote tweet about like there was a Nussbus account, Nussbus twenty twenty four, and he was like, even the Nussbus Twitter accounts are talking about how great Jaden Daniels has been doing and like how he's not the the one to blame for this stuff. So that's how good he's playing is um the people that want the Nussbus are and I think next year we're gonna be in good shape with him, you know, if he doesn't hit the transfer portal but the spot but, is his but, once Jaden is gone so but you got to think about too Jaden leaves Malik Neighbors is gone Brian Thomas who I thought would come back he's probably going to be gone yeah. you're going to be left with maybe the next, Kyron Lacey, the next great wide receiver Chris Hilton Chris Hilton Shelton Sampson Jr. um Jalen Brown Kyle Parker and a couple freshmen Hey, yeah. oh, Landon, that, I, Landon Ibietta and Mason yeah. Taylor. Pimpton? Uh, Pimpton, yeah. Markaway. So Markaway, I think yeah. we're going to have pass catchers. And I think all those young guys, I mean, LSU's receivers somehow, I mean, it's the crop that doesn't qu- quit producing. It's the one right. thing that's been consistent, you know? Even when we had yeah. horrible quarterbacks, we still had good receivers. Bingo. Right. Two years ago, we didn't know who Malik Neighbors was. And now it's like, yeah. holy smoke. This guy's Oh, Kayshawn so. Boutte is going to be yeah. the number one guy. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. no. Yeah. Dude, I, I believe Kayshawn was already out of the program. Honestly, when he left, I was like, thank God he's gone because 
it's like we did so much just to keep him. And whether he's just injured, whether he was injured or still, uh, like once he, I think he that, had a lot of life changes going on with like having a kid to yeah. just just becoming a man and just things that you know were new in his life, and that that's hard to handle sometimes, you know. Right. Yeah. That uh, uh that okay. that nose bus guy. For just sorry to hang it on, but uh, man, he was going off. Him and that Paul in the Heights dude. Like they were just uh, going off about they had they both had Brian Kelly, uh, face with the bar crossed about it like crossed on it saying like fire Brian Kelly. I'm like, he's not the okay. problem. I Brian kinda, Kelly is not going to get fired. He's yeah. not going to get fired. Let me just say that for the people in the back who cannot hear me, <laughs> Brian Kelly is not going to get fired. He lost the first game of the season to a better Florida State team. I get the Ole Miss game sucked. But he has a 10-year contract for 10 years. He can go 0-12, and, and he's not going to get fired, okay? He has to figure this fucking shit out. <laughs> Mic drop. Table. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm kind of happy that there's all these unreasonable people out there because that means we're not in mediocrity yet, or we're not settling for it. Like, we're not where Nebraska is, right? Yeah. To where – That's true. Like, it could be a lot worse. I, we have a national championship level offense. We have a defense that has us in purgatory, though. Yeah. And I don't know why we're here. I don't know why. I, I, I can't understand it. Uh, I don't know if it's schemes. Because, like, our guys are lost, clearly. They took three slants to the house, I think. Um, slants, that a uh, crossing route? Crossing routes. Like, just, just very – uh, the, the the first touchdown they scored was the fourth down, and they had them covered, but the defensive end didn't guard the guy or the outside linebacker didn't guard the guy. Like, we just blow a lot of assignments. And I yeah. don't know, like, are our guys not smart? Like, I don't know what the answer is. But yeah. it's the same coaches yeah. as last year, and we had a good defense, a decent defense last year. We, I mean, we had, we, had, we had transfer portal defensive backs. I mean, Gardner was a beast last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bernard. He wasn't the most yeah, athletic uh, guy, but he made plays. Uh, he did one of the biggest interceptions of the year in the Alabama game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's. I liked Fusha a lot last year, too. Yeah, I love, I love Fusha. I, I just yeah. – I wish we would have – I wish McLaughlin would have stayed, but go to go to Arkansas. You're 0-2 against your former school. We got Southeastern, McNeese, Syracuse, and a guy that was in trouble at A&M that was a freshman that hasn't really had a whole lot of experience on the field, which I think he has the most potential out of everybody in the defensive backfield to be the best one. I think the more Denver Denver Harris sees the field, the better the defense will become. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you got to make mistakes, too. That's another thing. It's like, you know, these kids, look, you make a mistake in a game, it's okay. Learn. That's that's a part of the learning process. You know, the the one thing I do criticize Brian Kelly was not, and everyone said this, every fucking person has said this, that he didn't play with weeks until the second quarter, and Deshaun Womack didn't play at all I, after. I was about to ask you, why, Matthew, why do you think Deshaun Womack didn't play? Brian Kelly just gave a reason over you he just didn't play, which is like, you, you can't, that is like. That's a. That is poor. I mean, he played for five plays against Arkansas. He had a sack. His helmet came off and everything. I think he had like a tackle for a loss. I mean, three. There it is right there. What do you reward him with? Putting him on the sideline for the entire game? 
D- yeah. ridiculous. Doesn't doesn't make sense. He I said today. Kelly, he said. Hey, hey what, what's happened with the uh, Wiggins? Why why haven't we seen Wiggins? Quincy uh, Quincy Wiggins. Yeah, like that. I, he looks like a. Yeah, like. Well, he was. I a, he was a, these guys that look. You know, I don't know. Well, you have you have Savion Jones that position is Savion Jones. You have Quincy Wiggins and you have Deshaun Womack. All guys were five stars. But if and, you're now Wiggins, seven hundred yards, rotate, throw a leg out, somebody grab a paddle. We need to get this boat afloat. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like like Wiggins, I w- I would love to see Wiggins go in the game. I think he would absolutely dominate. Um, I'm not sure. I really haven't seen as much on him, but I do think that I think that everybody's going to play against Missouri. I think we'll have a new defensive line rotation. I think that Jordan Jefferson, Makai Wingo should be your starters. Mason yeah. Smith. I mean, if, if you watch that game, Mason Smith, like just two plays, he's coming off the field, he's huffing and puffing. I mean. I don't know what his I don't know what his deal is at all. I don't know other than I, that he missed a whole entire year, so maybe he's yeah. just still recovering. But yeah, BK said in his press conference today that they're going to be rotating him out for the the defensive line. So yeah, that's. Um, yeah. I want to see the an army platoon. Yeah, I want to see him just rolling them in there. Yeah, no, our, our, yeah, no, I agree with you, Michael. Our front seven has to be fresh this entire game. Yeah, because there's no way in hell, like I said, Ashton Stamps or uh, Zy Alexander can cover Luther Burden for an entire game. You have to get after the quarterback. Yeah. No exceptions. You have to get after the quarterback, and you have to freaking make fucking tackles. Sorry to curse, but remember, remember the play in the Ole Miss game where we pretty much did a zero blitz and. Ryan Yates blocks the ball down. Yeah. And, like, if you're going to give up a touchdown no matter what, why don't make the quarterback, like, literally, panic language, shit his pants? Yeah. You know, that, last year, that, that was, that's what we did at Jackson Dart last year in Tiger yeah. Stadium. Yeah. We made him look like a third string quarterback. We made him look like what Walker Howard is right now. Yeah. A third string quarterback. Yeah. Like he was at LSU, like he is now at Ole Miss. And that's why it's so, so baffling. Like, what? Where was that? like? Where was that? It just doesn't make any sense. He he so. was shell shocked. Yeah, man. Against uh, at Harold Perkins, and he I was think Kiffin, scared of Harold Perkins. I and think this Kiff- year, and look, Harold Perkins actually had a pretty good game. I think that's the only bright spot. But I mean, we need ten other guys playing. They like messed him, him up so bad early on in the year by like making them focus on middle middle linebacker. Yeah, that it's almost like they took the intensity out of them. Because where like it's more like no go line up on the edge see ball get ball if a guy comes out into the flat cover him you know but like try to keep like keep it simple stupid just keep it simple yeah, yeah. and look I, I was I was one of those guys that said no we need to play Perkins in the middle after that Florida State game I just said no after Grambling I said you got to put him on the edge. But yeah, look, he's going to get drafted regardless. He's going to be a first round pick at, but, but Brian Kelly's job is not just to develop players. You know, you got to win. You have to win. To a certain extent, I'm all for them. The better player, man, play him a couple. I mean, I I get what he can do that for Grambling, not Florida State. Yeah, Yeah. you know, well, they they were trying to move the Grambling game to week zero so Mason Smith could play. 
and we get a little preview of that too as Harold Perkins. Mm-hmm. But um yeah. But but I, I do understand what Brian Kelly is doing. He he's he's developing players. Um but yeah, that's one position where I think you gotta put him in edge rusher. But yeah. Yeah. Anything else for LSU and Mizzou? Mm-mm. LSU. Uh, best 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 quote of the night from Brian Kelly at the end of his press conference. Uh, We'll see you on Columbia. Don't forget your Columbia jackets. Yes. My last terrible. thing is uh, I lied about nothing, not saying anything, but my last thing is take the over on every LSU game until it hits the 70s. Yeah, dude. Holy smokes. Every every single person can bet on LSU except for you know who. Yeah. Grayson Miller. Grayson, do if you, not. Grayson, Grayson if you find out you bet it. on LSU. You're toast. We're gonna we'll lose. We'll know. We'll know. When we lose, that's when we'll know. We're going to um, invite you over. We're going to put the chairs very, very close. Yeah. We're going to put you in the middle. We're going to yell at you. We're going to punch you. We're going to make you cry like a little baby because you bet on LSU. Um, I don't know. I, we can talk about the Saints, but just sticking with college football, um, Washington is going on a 2019 LSU run their quarterback Michael Penis Jr. or whatever um, is that his name Matthew Penix Penix Bird that was your words that was your words not mine um, I didn't say penis oh, shoot, FCC's gonna come after us now it's Penix um, he is having a great year and yeah um, he's wearing number nine. That's uh, I that was just a note that I had from last week that um, and they play Oregon. That's why I brought it up. They play Oregon this week. That's oh, gonna be yeah. Okay. That's a huge game with like massive big robbery too. Yeah, big uh, college football implications there for sure. I was trying to look. There's some other. There's a couple other big games this week. Texas A&M and Alabama, obviously. Um, that's uh, one where it's like Georgia and Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, <laughs> Kentucky's Oklahoma good. And, but, uh, Texas. Yeah, Oklahoma, Texas. I think Texas is gonna destroy them, but you know. Yeah. Um that is a big game, the big rivalry game. Um Alabama and Texas A and M, I feel like that could go either way. Like Alabama could just boat race them or last year A and M won. So it's like they're both four and one. Like I don't know. Max Johnson is tearing has has been good for them. So A AM's good. AM's good. Take the over at forty six and a half. I think um I think they're gonna, you know, score be something in the fifties at the end of the game. Yeah. Um Michigan playing Minnesota two weeks ago. I had a note in my notes. Whatever happened to PJ Fleck? Because he was like a national story a couple years ago. Yeah, row the boat, you know, Minnesota. Um, I wrote that on the Thursday before they played Northwestern, and then they lost to Northwestern. And so I was like, okay, that's what happened to P.J. Fleck. Like, they just suck now. So, yeah. Um, they, yeah. Uh, they played Louisiana last week, and Louisiana took them to the end. Yeah. Also – Last note on other games for me is Texas OU over under is at 60 and a half. Take the over. Yeah. It's called a shootout for a reason. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Red River shootout. Yeah. It's, it's going to be three overs. It, it's going from a Big 12 rivalry game to an SEC rivalry game. So, yeah. Dude, yeah, I need to start. Know, I need to this start. Is, this is. Go ahead. What? So, since we're adding Texas and OU to the, to, um, the SEC, I think they should move the SEC championship game out of Atlanta. Move it somewhere like Nashville. Yeah. Maybe maybe one uh, what maybe. about an alternating site? Like every you know That's a, the, yeah. make it five stadiums and rotate every five. Superdome or something, yeah. Te- have yeah. it in Houston. Ar- Arlington. Yeah. Arlington, St. Louis. Hey, you can go to Charlotte to uh Florida. Nashville, Florida has tennis, some cool uh, ones. Atlanta. New yeah. Orleans, Houston, Dallas. Yeah. 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 Speaking of overs, St. Uh, Louis, too. Hey, I mean, St. Louis. There you go. Yeah. The the greatest show on turf. Um, Edward Jones Dome. This is something that we haven't even, we've barely touched on this show, but um, gambling, like, I went 6-1 and one last week. I need to start talking about my picks and stuff because the there's... There was a couple weeks ago where I went like seven and zero, I think, in college football and NFL. Like accidentally, I hardly ever gamble, but for some reason, and that just means that this weekend I'm going to go like zero and ten. I'm sure, but so, so yeah. Berg for the people, what's your mortal lock this week? Oh, I don't know that. I like that over the A and M Alabama. If it's only what'd you say forty six. 46 and a half. Yeah, that sounds – because I bet the Bama over last week too when they were playing Mississippi State because I was like, first of all, Bama's going to put up a lot of points and then Mississippi State might put up some points too and they covered that. So, um, yeah, I feel like that would be – because A&M has a solid offense this year, so that's a good that's a good pick. That might be my, I like it. my I like mortal it. lock. So. I haven't even also looked at another the... one I like out there in this world. Tomorrow night on Friday, or tonight on Friday, Oklahoma State for the first time in a really long time is playing a Friday night home game against Kansas State. They're favored by twelve and a half. Dang! Oh, a I think Oklahoma State's going to get that. You know, it's October. They wear orange and black. I don't know why. It's just in the air. I just think Oklahoma State can cover twelve and a half. Well, and Mike Gundy, I think, is on the hot seat now. He's been there for a long time. And there, that's a team kind of like Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. Like, who are you gonna get? And what, what, what Matthew? What are you? Oklahoma State will never fire Mike Gundy. I don't know. He's a man. man. He's a man. He's six. He's fifty six now. <laughs> yeah, he's but not dude, just that, forty. He he is Oklahoma State football. Now, right. if he go now, if he wins like three games, if he goes three and nine, then yeah, he'll, he'll get fired. But no, they're 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 not gonna fire him. Yeah, this is an important game for them, <laughs> for sure. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. That's a good game on a Friday night. That's cool. I'm gonna. I usually don't tune into the Friday night games, but uh, that is one I'm gonna put on my watch list for sure. Anything else for college football? Oh, uh, one more thing too. I had a take that Jack Mack on unnecessary roughness had a week after I said it on this show. I said that Colorado football is in a tough position because every team that they play is going – same thing with Alabama. 
no matter who it is, they're going to get their best game. And that's like they had a played a close game against USC. USC has zero defense, but they played a close game. Oregon beat the brakes off of them. So no matter who they play and how good they are, the way the the media and Dion has set up this team is they are going to get the best from every single team that they play. And I said that like three weeks ago, I think, and then Jack Mack said it last week talking about Colorado football. So I had yeah. it first. That's you know credit to me. I had it first, but um, other than that, <laughs> anything else for college football from you guys? I got I got two things. So we didn't talk about this about Missouri, but Missouri is ranked ninth nationally in rushing yards allowed. Yeah, and we, we you know we struggle we we struggle in the end zone and just run the ball. So I mean, no, like their defense backfield is Swiss cheese. But, How about we throw out a, a Logan Diggs prop here? <laughs> Logan Diggs, TD. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, no, I, I put, I put on money. They're ninth. There. They're ninth nationally. Like they allow a lot of. Yeah, rushing yards allowed. Okay. Well, you you can't rush that many yards on them. That's the thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, you gotcha. can't. Right. Yeah. 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 That I means said, they're really good. Yeah. Number ninth in rushing yards allowed. They. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another thing, I just thought about this. So. If Arkansas decides to uh, fire the boss hog, um, the scariest thing for me. Interim ed. No. Oh. Arkansas hires legendary Arkansas high school football coach, former Auburn coach, and current UCF coach Gus Malzahn. Oh, I would man. be scared shitless yeah. if Gus Malzahn became the head coach at Arkansas. Yeah. He's a damn good play caller. He you knows know, the SEC and Arkansas too. Giving the, what? He knows the SEC, and that would probably be the best that our an Arkansas football team could get too. Like, I mean, yeah. Malzahn kind of reminds me almost of like a, a better form of Matt Canada. Like, it, it's a yeah. lot of sweeps and running, you know, left to right type stuff. Yeah, which yeah. Matt Canada. I just don't know how you fire Pittman. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, Matt Canada well, is on the struggle bus right now, but that's another. That's NFL. Yeah, he um. Well, there's like another coach at a UTSA, Jeff Trailer. Uh, he's I think they went like they only lost two games last year, and he's a former Arkansas Razorback, so they could hire him. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, I'm not t- knocking the 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 gun the uh, Gus Malzahn hire. I mean, he won a national championship. He did something right, but he also had Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah. But man, I mean, I, I it'd be a totally different type of hogs. That'd be for sure. Yeah. yeah, there'd be some running. There'd be some uh, running hogs. Yeah, the running hogs. Yeah. yeah, man. Uh, well, he did. He did. I mean, he did take Auburn his first year, one of the worst teams in the SEC to the national title, and they just played like crap after that. But Doobie Alabama three times, and Arkansas fired him and hired Brian Harson. Like, what a joke that was. Yeah. The Brian Harson. Oh my god. I, I thought he would have success. I was talking to a good an Auburn fan. I know, and he was saying, uh, oh, I'm so excited about the Harson hire. I mean, he, he won a lot of Boise State. Well, he's neutered and pampered at Boise State. You don't have to do that much at Boise. He gets down to – he didn't recruit. That's why he got fired at Arkansas. He didn't go on trips or anything. He was just working out the entire time. Yeah. And also banging secretaries. Yep. But I'll leave it, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> anything else for college football? 
We're at an hour 16. Um, we can briefly go over the Saints. The Saints stink. No, no, yeah. To watch LSU's defense Saturday and then to watch the Saints' offense on Sunday, I don't know how much we were more in... depressing my weekend could have been last weekend. <laughs> yeah. We were in football hell for sure. I don't even want to talk about it that much. Like Pete Carmichael, I think – in the same way that Matt House needs to either get his stuff together, but even last year Matt House fielded a good defense. This year, Carmichael. I mean, I don't know, and I think it's I think it's a Dennis Allen problem too of just we got to get better and business as usual. And you can see it on the players. Alvin Kamara has had multiple interviews this past week after that game, and then this week where he's like. Something we're he said something like we're gonna have to have some serious conversations. Um, it just stinks, and I think Derek Carr played hurt, which doesn't help at all. No, uh, and him but, and Jameis to me, there's not really that big of a difference. No, I don't, um, yeah, we the Saints have only scored four offensive touchdowns in four football games. Yeah, Carr was healthy for two and a half of those, which there should be more than four in two and a half. Yeah, if we're being honest, he he, sh- he should have at least six touchdowns and two and a half football. Yeah, games. especially with this um, wide receiver core, Chris Olave and Michael Thomas. Like, those are two of the best Rashid wide Shahid's receivers. Shahid's a hell of a player too. Him too. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and it it the Saints kill me. And Jameis is he will throw maybe some more interceptions, but before Jameis got hurt, he was five and two in twenty twenty one. Yeah, the, uh, uh, against the Tom Brady led Bucks team, he got hurt at the end of the game, and they were winning, and they won that game. Yeah, but they, there's not that big for, for us to pay him. I think we pay him like something like thirty seven or thirty eight million dollars a year. Derek Carr, we pay Jameis William, uh, Will, uh Winston four million a year. Th- that scale, yeah. they're for us to pay hit Carr that much more money than Winston is crazy to me. One, yeah, for the productivity that we've gotten, and I think we could have kept Winston and got other players to fill in that void of defense or where, whatever, whatever we need, right? Offensive yeah. linemen, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying I want Winston as my starting quarterback, but I think the money to value ratio is asinine there. Yeah. Yeah, in the same way that this LSU defense is wasting our great offense, the Saints offense is wasting a top tier. Like, the Saints defense has been consistently good for years. We've held teams to under 20 points more than, you know, any team, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And those guys are getting old. Tyron Matthew, Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, all those guys are on, like, one more year, maybe. And so it feels like the last ride. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And it felt last dance. the last two years felt like the last ride. I'm, I'm amazed that Tyron Matthew is still playing football and you can tell he's making more calculated and like strategy. What strategy plays versus athletic plays like he used to. And that's, that comes with time. Ed Reed did it tremendously when he was playing for Baltimore. And then like that, I think he was playing for the Texans, but the point is, this defense is getting old, and we don't have much time left at all. And so, Dennis Allen has fielded good defenses for us in the past, but he is not a head coach. And that really has been shown. The way 
there has been no changes and obviously they're not going to uh he's not going to come out and say in a post game press conference yeah we're firing keep Pete Carmichael but um <laughs> Matthews putting up the solution is fire Dennis Allen yeah should have um, flipped it the other way yeah it's it's showing the right way around on our end mm-hmm. so fire Carmichael you know the the listeners can't see this, Matthew. I don't know if you hey, tank and draft. You know it's it also out. crazy to me with the Saints, uh, and especially pro football. Like you, you either want to be like top twelve teams in the league and like have a chance for the playoffs, right? Or you want to be the Bottom. total worst in the league. You do not want to be team thirteen to twenty two. Yep. You know, because then you're gonna have the same same exact shit next year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little worse, but the same thing essentially. Right. The twenty fifth pick I, in the I want draft. I want something. Yeah. The twenty fifth pick in the draft is not going to change your your team, and that's what we always end up with somehow. Like pick, it never pick number nineteen or eighteen. Yeah. Your New Orleans Saints. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a Mickey Loomis problem. I don't know if we just. Got Matthew. I'll take getting... Michael Penix. I'll take Shador <laughs> Sanders. Matthew. I'll take them all. Yeah. Um, no, Loomis wants to be competitive every year. Every year he's like, this is the year. We're going to rearrange contracts. We're going for it. We got a great A defense. Yeah. Well, dude, they're 50 now. They're yeah. 50 years old. Right. Fire everybody. I don't Just know. fire everybody. Blow it up. I think that might be We're, what it takes. We are not. We, the Drew Brees years, the Sean Payton years are over. Yeah. Dennis Allen is a nut job. He's not a good coach. I don't even know why he's our head coach. We had the head coach. He's up in Detroit right now. Dan Kemp. Yeah. You stole it right off my brain. Yeah. We let Grit walk right out the door. We let him take – he took half our assistance. Yeah. And now Sean Payton has taken other guys to Denver too. So it's like we're truly losing – the core that we had with Payton and Breeze is almost gone. The last remnants of it is Dennis Allen with this defense. And once they're gone, it's – we're going to be in full rebuild. And so my last football question, Matthew, um, this is towards you. Do you think that Matt house ran off Brad Davis to Denver? You mean Jamar Kane? Jamar Kane. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Wrong side of the line. Do you think, do you think he like that? There's something there, you know, I, I did see that tweet too, and I don't know if there was an article attacking me. It was, I think it was some message board Tiger Bait guy. But uh, dude, I, I loved Kane. Jamar Kane was a hell of a defensive line. Solid, and I think and he for, for him, that front was solid, right? Say what? The front was so solid with him there. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's the same Wingo, guys, I mean, and we're not getting the same three ball. guys. Yeah, you're playing Wingo. You were playing uh, Jaquelin Roy. And you're rotating uh Gillery. Gillery. And but you know, the but talent that's, there's the same exact as last year. There's no lack of talent. Well, there's more. Well, you, you have more people now. You have Jordan Jefferson, you have uh Paris Shan. You you have more talent. You have more guys to rotate. The problem is, yes, I don't know if I don't know why why uh Jamar K left. Probably wants to be a defensive coordinator. He thinks, okay, well, why not go to the NFL? be an assistant defensive line coach, and I'll come back to college football as a defensive coordinator. I mean, I don't know. That's just what I think. But um, 
the the defense line coach that we have, Jimmy Lindsey, from South Carolina, has worked with Pete Jenkins, and that's the thing. Pete Jenkins talked about this in a press call in a in a uh, podcast. Uh, the new the old defensive line coach Jamar Kane and Pete Jenkins didn't really get along, and like Jenkins admitted it too. But um, him and Jimmy Lindsay are very close. Jimmy Lindsay and Matt House both coached together in 2005 at Gardner Webb, and you know Lindsay's a hell of a recruiter. It's just unfortunate right now that he gets sick before the season starts, and you're on your eighth defensive line coach in six years. You got to think about the rotating. I was telling Berg early. You got to think about the rotating door at that position. You've gone from Brick Haley. You've gone from Ed Ogeron, Pete Jenkins, Dennis Johnson, who's now a Baylor with Dave Aranda, Bill Johnson, uh, Bill Johnson, Andre Carter, Jamar Kane. Oh, you've had nine defensive line coaches in the past six years. Is Dennis That's Johnson the, is that the one they call Meatball? Yeah, Meatball. He's, he's a pretty good recruiter. Yeah. But. It's like the reason why we've been so horrible in defensive line is because you haven't had a coach there for one or more than one year. The re- like I said, the reason why that Texas defensive that uh, Katie and a defensive lineman went to Texas A and M because he's already built relationships with the def- defensive line coaches over there. There's another kid out of Lafayette. There's another kid out of Lafayette, Christian Melvin Hillis. He's a four star. He goes to Texas. You know why he went to Texas? It has nothing to do with money. Everyone's all like, oh, it's all money. No. He got a freaking offer from Texas as a freshman. The defensive line coach of Texas now, who was there, who gave him an offer, Bo Davis, former LSU player, played coach for Nick Saban at LSU, coach for him in Alabama. I mean, the the hate to see it. The the, the Texas defensive back coach Terry Joseph, that's Mickey Joseph's brother. They had the number one safety in America last year out of Louisiana at Westgate High School. Derek Williams, he's at Texas, mm. and that's the reason why. That's why Texas and AM and Texas AM are killing us. We gotta because, stop that. Because we're coming so when Brian, you know, I, I get it. I get that Brian Kelly's first season at LSU, you gotta recruit out of the state because your new your coaching staff is making connections with their old like school and stuff. You know, they recruiting players for this school, now they're recruiting them for LSU. But my biggest thing is why are we recruiting a defensive lineman or a player? out of Salt Lake City, like a three-star player out of Salt Lake City, when we could be recruiting a five-star in Louisiana or a yeah. five-star wide receiver in the state. I mean, I don't know. It's just So the kids ridiculous. that used to come to LSU, what you're saying, are now going to Texas, Texas A&M, Alabama. They're, they're just not coming to LSU. They're going to Georgia. They're going to some other school. Yeah, well, mainly Texas schools. Mainly Texas schools, and they're leaving us in the dust. Yeah. We can't have we. That tells me as Brian Kelly after the season, go get Terry Joseph. Go yeah. get yeah, you know everyone. Everyone's saying we get Corey Raymond, and you know I, I hate him when everyone's like, "Oh, Corey Raymond's the architect of DBU." Corey Raymond is not the architect of DBU. Corey Raymond went to LSU, stayed there for a long time, and he was a very good. You know, he coached some great defensive backs, but later on they just started to suck. We need but that's David what he's doing in Florida right now. Florida need... has the number one cornerback in the state uh, out of, I think, John Errett High School. I forgot his name. Damn it. Yeah, I, I can't remember his you name. You remember but... the high school, but you don't remember his name. That's that's a true Matthew, Matthew Vincent moment. Come on. Dude, it's, 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 it's summer. I'm all in. Remember with his I'm high playing. school, but that's not the, the thing name. That's football. So. <laughs> we need Dave Aranda to come back. That's my solution. So Dave, Dave Aranda or... Uh, 
<clears throat> I saw like uh, that former Wisconsin defensive coordinator Jim Leonard. You know, I am okay with LSU giving up yards, but when you give up yards, I want to see you make make them hurt for it. Yeah, yeah. My, my thing is just just stop them. Like, yeah. just stop them one play. That 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 field goal Ole Miss had going into halftime. That's good. Yeah, you held them to three points. Yeah, hold them to a field goal. That's fine. Yeah, but on yeah. when it's third and eighteen, don't give up. Don't give up on a route. Let an Ole Miss guy run wide open, fifty yards to the end zone. Amen, brother. And make the goddamn. Make the goddamn tackles. Tell him, Matthew, preach. You need to go in there and tackle. Talk to tackle defense. Sorry. Hey, Berg, just Sick. curious, where are we at now? We're at an hour and 30 minutes. So oh. I can wrap it up here. Uh, the Saints need to fire Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael. We have, I think we're going to Gillette. Uh yeah, it's at the Patriots this weekend. Mm. Um the Patriots are down. They're one and three right now. Bill Belichick is licking his chops facing this offense that is showing so many Matthew, the listeners can't see that you're holding up fire Dennis Allen. No, I'm just I'm just I'm just this okay. is gonna be a new gig. I'm gotcha. doing, but okay. I'm listening. Gotcha. He wants you to be on YouTube. He wants to be on YouTube. Yeah, no, I need to start recording it. Um, Bill Belichick is licking his chops at this offense because we showed zero complexity, no motion at all, um, no innovation at all. We've had the same offense for a couple of years now, and I think Bill Belichick is going to shred us um defensively mac jones i don't know we're we're we are a veteran defense taking on a very young offense in with our very young quarterback with mac jones and he got benched last weekend so that part is going to be interesting but i think our offense is really going to get exposed this weekend because the mastermind of football um is we can't just go up into their house and and also the Saints usually suck when we're playing outdoors too. So that's another aspect to this whole thing also. But in, other in than the that, cold too. T in Tom. The cold. Hey. Say go Tigers. The Tigers. Good. There we go. Your second appearance today. Yeah, man. I got a call. Okay. I got a call. I got a yeah, yeah, call. I'm sitting in my brother-in-law's garage here, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything else for the Saints? I've got nothing. Fire Dennis Allen. Yeah. He's not head coach. I'm I'm not. Yeah. I, dude, I, I, dude I, I'll be honest with you. I was so burned out from football Saturday night. I, I just I didn't watch anything. We didn't even yeah, talk about watched, the Green Bay game. I watched and... a little bit of Sunday night football, but it pissed me off at the end. I don't know why I got pissed off at the end with the Chiefs and Jets, I don't care about either team. I just think that, uh, man, Jets got screwed big time. Yeah, yeah, and I was so emotionally hurt. I watched the Saints, and then I kind of just stopped watching in the third quarter and just went about my day and watched, uh, I think, The Walking Dead. Yeah, there you go. I think I, I, watched, hey, I watched Yellowstone. Thomas, what do you think should happen to Dennis Allen and Pete oh, Carmichael? Oh, yeah, they got to go inside, huh? Yeah. Okay. He's sick um, of him. He's coughing. He's sick of him. There you go. 
We're sick. We're all sick of him. I'm sick of him. I'm literally sick of him. Speaking Dennis, of the- LSU, uh, Matt Canada on the hot seat for the Steelers. The fans are done with him. Could have told you that four years ago. Um, he got promoted to QB coach instead of offensive coordinator. So that's, He got uh, demoted, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, Steelers said they promoted him, Matthew, so. Demoted. Um, also, big picture, Joe Burrow needs to uh, sit out, and they need to go get I, – I was planning on doing a whole segment about this, but we're, we're running late now. I'll save it for Probably. I'll save it for next week. Um, Joe Burrow is hurt and playing hurt, and so he needs to sit out. And that's pretty much yeah. all I got. So – Anything else for NFL, Matt? Uh, I had a great week. I went fishing. Nice. Didn't watch football. I mean, I, I watched the game at the end, and um, I'm just gonna say this. I know Thomas is here, but uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, this thing is crazy. It's getting out yeah, of hand. Yeah, yeah. It's uh... Kelsey was telling Kelsey was talking to me the other night. She was saying, like, "This is so great." I'm like. What's so great about it? It's just a pop started game. It's they, just a they, PR thing. They've shown thing. her twenty times. Yeah, just celebrating in the lake. What's going on here? Oh my god! Yeah, talking with Brittany Mahomes and shit. But, to me, uh, two things. Yeah. To two Get things. Two things can be true hey. about Taylor Swift. One, it's cool that there are more people watching football and women that are interested in it now and want to watch they're not interested in it they're not interested they don't give a fuck about it okay go on two two things can be true they there's more people now that are watching the games for taylor swift and are getting involved in football and this is also a pr move that is obviously like I don't think they're even actually in a relationship. I think this is all just for her movie, and they're she's probably gonna end up playing in the Super Bowl because that's how the script is gonna be go. And so I think like you can have two. This is a complex world. You don't have to. It's not because everybody on the internet is either black and white on this. And I think two things can be true. It's cool that girls are watching more football. And also, this is an obvious PR move, and she doesn't actually – I don't think she actually cares about football. I think she sees the money. The NFL sees the money in her, and they're all trying to promote each other. She's promoting the NFL, and the NFL is promoting her, so they have a mutual PR agreement. And that's, like, that's the the real – that's what's really going on. So, But anyway, yeah, that's – That, that game was like a soap opera, soap opera – uh... Every Chiefs game is going to be like that. It, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Uh, the money grab, and I don't blame them for it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. think about this. And what if they, well, they may not be dating at all, but what if they like break up? Like, what if they seriously are dating? They break up. That's what I'm One wondering. One person that's going to be mad about is Andy Reid. Because the yeah. last thing you want is a distraction. That's what, that's exactly what I've, this whole time I've been like, what's going to happen when they break up? Because her breakups have been like this huge national event every single time. And so what happens when she breaks up with, that's why I don't think they're actually in a relationship is because. Yeah, I don't, I like, don't think they are. That's, but that's. We, we, I think we need to stop talking about it. <laughs> I think we're getting too carried away in this. Um, Yeah. Anyway. I'm giving them free advertising. Anything else for NFL? 
Astros are in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're out of time, but Astros are in the playoffs. Woo! We'll see how far they go. But quick thing: Rangers, Rangers, Orioles are coming out of the AL. Braves are coming out of the NL. And I don't even have a horse in this race, but I just that's who I think's coming out. And yeah, Braves. Braves are stupendous. They are incredible. Yeah. So yeah, um, we should probably. I mean, we we covered so much. But yeah. as as the playoffs go, I'll try to see if Gunner wants to come on. He's still being a dad, and I know how I know intimately how stressful that is the first few weeks of having a being a dad. So, um, but I'll see he's if on, he he's on maternity leave, right? Paternity leave. <laughs> I'll see Not if he wants to come anything. on and talk some talk some baseball. Um, because he like this is his. All historically for secondhand sports, this was his best time of the year because it was all coming down to the playoffs and we won and everything. So, um, yeah, I'll see if we can for the people get Gunner back on the show. But other than that, anything else, fellas? NBA uh, season's Kelly, coming up. Uh, I'm pumped. Sorry, uh, Brian Kelly said this uh, tonight at his uh, at TJ Ribs. He said that uh, Brian Kelly, Wilson Alexander tweeted saying Brian Kelly said on LSU radio that LSU incorporated tackling into practice more than usual this week. It wasn't all tackling to the ground, but he said it's he said 40 percent of practice was about form would normally be about five to 10 percent of the practice. Brian Kelly said. We're going to a four down defense. There you go. Heard it here first, and also at TJ Ribs if you were there. Um, we appreciate each and every single one of you guys. Michael, we appreciate you coming on, brother, sharing your. Thank y'all. I always have a yes. blast. Yeah, man, it's always a good time having you on, having some. Yes. So, so, sorry, put you in the garage. <laughs> oh no, I. Hey, this is t- it, it, it. I chose this life. <laughs> That's you a- know. Yeah, y'all, y'all invited me, and I said yes. That's that's a nice that's a nice garage. But, tell you that. Uh, it's a very nice garage. But yeah. in, anyways, last thing, bye, Thomas. You want to tell tell yeah. you you had a tell the listeners. Episode, so sign off. Tell the listeners. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. And T. Thomas says bye. Yeah. Signing off. Signing off. You had one last thing, Michael. Yeah, uh, so the Rangers are at 48% on uh, saves this year on save opportunities. They've blown way more saves than any team in the playoffs. If they figure it out, the Rangers are going to be like a hot pick to win. They're the only team that's under 58% uh, in, in in save opportunities, and every team else is, I think, 72 to 58%. And the Rangers are only at 48%. Makes the Rangers an extremely dangerous team in the playoffs if they figure out the back end of the bullpen. So, I mean, I'm scared of them. Yeah, yeah. Something to look out for. More money can make you money with the Rangers. Yeah, there you go. Betting baseball. All righty. We appreciate each and every single one of you guys. We surely hope you enjoyed, and we will see y'all next time. Go Tigers. Go Tigers.